Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Save the Date is hosted by comedian, author, and all-around wedding lover, Alicia McCormack. Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I'm so excited because this is a reunion of sorts that should have come a lot sooner than it has. <laughs> Oh, you hear her lovely little laugh. I'm excited. I've got a guest. I hadn't have a guest for a couple of weeks. I've just been crapping on and on on my own. So it is a delight to have the wonderful Jen from the website somethingturquoise.com. She hasn't been here since episode 14. Welcome back. Thank you so much. I can't believe so much time has passed, so many episodes. It's oh. fantastic. And Jen, you're like, we're kicking it old school because you were one of the original bloggers that went, all right, I'll go on this podcast. And <laughs> and now you're a superstar. Oh my gosh. Shush, shush, shush. No, no, no. Well, I, I just love, um, well, I love what you do. I love so much uh, of what you, I try and share as much as possible on social media avenues. I'm, oh, sure. I'm so grateful every oh, time you do. Well, it's such good content, honestly, and you make me so itchy to DIY. We should explain. If people, I mean, God forbid people haven't gone back to episode one and listened. If you haven't, <laughs> you're crazy. Just do it. <laughs> if they haven't heard episode 14, well, firstly, they should just, I was going to say hit the rewind button, but we're not in the 90s. <laughs> they should head to Save the Day com and find the episode uh, and should. listen. But yeah. But let's do a cheeky recap of of who you are and what you do because we're taking it down a different avenue to what you normally do in today's yeah. episode. So let's crack on. What? Let's go. What do you? Okay. So gladly, um, my name is Jen Carrero, and I write a DIY wedding blog called Something Turquoise. So along with sharing the awesome uh, wedding inspiration and tips and flowers and all kinds of pretty. I also regularly share DIY tutorials, like very detailed projects that uh, help explain how you can make something really special for your wedding. And actually, so that's, uh, can I ahead. just cut in and say to you, in, yes. uh, there is an episode, uh, episode 93, I did a best of the wedding bloggers episode, and you, I've got you in talking about your beautiful felt flowers, so if people have listened recently, they might recognize your voice. Oh. Sorry to interject there. No, that's awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, so yeah, so my site is most popular for its DIY tutorials. Um, all of those projects I come up with, um, me and my husband shoot them and share them and it's just, I, I love them. Um, so, but my background is that I was actually a hairdresser for 13 years and my specialty was wedding hair. So, um, I knew I did not want to do wedding hair forever or hair in general. So I came up with this wild idea that I would start this blog and almost exactly, uh, wow, tomorrow is my one-year anniversary from being retired as a hairdresser and being a full-time blogger. Wow, I yeah. love it. So um, so I guess today we're going to be chatting about my top 10 wedding hair tips. Fantastic. And I love that you have taken this path and you're doing the wedding blogging stuff, but I also love that you have this history in weddings outside of the blogging world. You've been to a lot of weddings. You've done a lot of wedding hair. You've got 
on the ground information. And that is valuable stuff, sister. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Hey, when you retired, I feel like it's like a diehard situation where you go, I'm one week from retirement. Yep. Yeah. Did you, I mean, Wedding hair, I, I love talking to wedding hair and makeup artists because they often have the most gnarly stories about either shit that goes wrong or crazy uh-huh. brides. Regale us, just a couple of, 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 of your best of moments or worst of moments. Mm. Well, you know, there's always the chatter amongst the bridesmaids that I love to hear, but the best was, you know, how one got drunk the night before, Spent the night with the groomsmen, can't tell this other bridesmaid, you know, that kind of thing is always good. And that actually has happened a couple of times. (laughs) For the most part, I had really awesome brides, like really awesome brides. I had more um, terrible weather stories Ah. where, you know, the wedding was outdoors and all of a sudden uh, a terrible rainstorm came and rained everything out. And the venue didn't have a backup for them. Oh, you've got to have your plan B. We talk yeah. about this a lot. You've yeah. got to have it. And even if you don't have a wedding planner, you should be thinking about a plan B. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because um, you can't get that back. No. <laughs> no, and it's terrible. And your hair um, looks ridiculous. No, terrible. But yeah, I had I had some really, I was just lucky enough to have some wonderful brides. And um, I also did a lot of hair... Um, behind the chair, I had a tiny little salon of my own. So uh, I did a lot of wedding hair, but I also did a lot of just regular everyday hair. So, Jen, you would have seen over the years a lot of different styles and things coming and going. And now you're out of the business, you can be totally honest. Is there anything, <laughs> are there styles that you look back and go, oh gosh, that was a bad decision on behalf of the bride? Um, I think my worst, uh, my, my biggest pet peeve is when the bride wants the bridesmaids to all have the same hairdo. Oh, I hear you. Yes. That's the worst. Um, I had one gal, no, we have to have a very low chignon at the back of in everyone, the nape of everyone's neck. And this one gal had really short hair and we, you know, had to like plaster hairspray on this girl's poor hair to even make it look uh, presentable at all. And um, yeah, it just, I think that hairstyles need to suit each and every person to make them also feel comfortable. Yeah. So it's bad enough that you want to put them all in the same dress. Why do you want to put them all in the same hairdo? Oh, amen. I have, I have been... <laughs> I've been doing so great. I had a little uh, Facebook quiz, poll, whatever you want to call it, where I've just asked a question saying, look, what do you think, uh, brides out there, about being a bit more open to having a general consensus with your bridesmaids about what they're going to wear? And this idea, I'm so over the matchy-matchy. I just feel like you should be, you know, catering to everyone's body shapes, yeah. colorings, and it's the same with hair. It's exactly the same. You, we don't want exactly to have the same. matchy-matchy weirdo hair. No, because then you're matchy-matchy weirdo dress, and then everybody feels uncomfortable. They don't feel like themselves, yes. and then they hate their pictures. Oh, we need to avoid that. And then you look, it. yeah, you look back, and you're like, what were we thinking? Instead, if you just are yourself or are able to be yourself, I guess that bridesmaids don't always have that option. Sadly. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's my number one no-no. 
Yeah, and I couldn't, I just couldn't be on the same team as you more because I have been trying to really push this idea that the idea that you are asking your friends to be involved or, you know, relatives to be involved in this great day, but they don't have to be Stepford Wives bridesmaids. It's just like, let them be a bit, have a bit of personality. Let it be <laughs> Yeah. All right, well, let's get to the list because there's lots on this list that we need to cover. Okay. And uh, we need to just... We need to cover them all. Full stop. Awesome. Okay, so we'll start with number one. Let's do that. It's a good place to um, start. Unless you are like the greatest hair person ever, <laughs> right? Yeah. You need to hire a professional. Yes. So I had someone else do my hair, and I am a professional. Yeah. Right. I did some of my bridesmaids' hair. You did but, on your wedding day. Yeah, but I wanted to. Great. You know, so... um but uh you you want to look your best mm. so you want to put that um that into the hands of a professional yeah. um i'm the diy queen but do not diy wedding hair yeah I, I and i think it's the thing you want to have a little and it's not even about pampering and relaxing you just don't want to freak out cuz you know how many times i've blow dried my own hair and some days it works and it looks smashing and other days you're like oh my fucking god this is never working i hate my hair let's shave it absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah no yeah so okay look do your research Hire a professional. Yep. And we're going to talk about finding mm-hmm. that professional. Actually, let's talk now. When you had people, as you said, doing normal mm-hmm. hair, cut and colors and stuff, yep. did you see a lot of brides that just came to you only for wedding hair or were you getting a lot of carry-on? Yes. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So um, I had a lot of, uh, you know, my brides would talk to their friends. Oh, you got to go see her for your wedding hair. Uh. And sometimes, um, which actually kind of leads into my second tip, mm. Um, sometimes I would see brides four and five months ahead of time Yep. because they're big planners and they want to, you know, cross that hair, uh, item off their checklist. Mm-hmm. So, um, they were coming to talk about their hair and then possibly talk about color and what kind of color would look good with that style that they're looking for. Mm. So that is actually my second tip is to make a color plan with your stylist. Yeah. Um, because you want your color, you again, it's all about looking your best. Um, these pictures you're going to have for your entire life. So um, if you know that you want a specific hairstyle, there is going to be a color or a way that your stylist can color your hair to make that style look the best. Mm. Um, for blondes, um, this is just kind of a funny little note. Everybody goes on Pinterest and sees these beautiful updos and gorgeous styles right and a lot of them if they're on blondes look exceptional because of the the wide dimension that's in a blonde's hair color yes but if you're a brunette even a dark brunette you're not going to see the variation and the beautiful twists and turns of that hairstyle because your hair could be a solid brunette color Mm. so I always um I always recommend my brunettes to get just baby fine highlights yes um, just maybe on the just on the top of their hair, just to give a little bit of uh, brightness and dimension, so that when you have those beautiful waves or um, whatever kind of style you're going for, your hairstyle is gonna stand out. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Jen, because I'm a brown head and uh... <laughs> brown haired. 
<laughs> and the queen of the brown heads. I've tried all sorts of colours, but it always comes back to brown. And uh, my lovely hairdresser on the day, Sally, I had quite a textured, almost a finger wave, you'd probably call it. Oh, yes. Yes. And she used a very clever banana uh, padding thing, which okay. felt a squishy banana it's not, it's not a banana. It's a, it's a, you know what I'm trying to say. She patted sure. out my hair to make it look like I had a lot more hair than I do. Yeah. But she, we worked on a plan because she said exactly the same thing that you just said that with my hair to go to all that trouble and add all those different dimensions of detail mm-hmm. without a, some foils and highlights through it, it would be a waste of time. So, yep. and I loved actually having that little bit of extra color and it thickened it thickened the look of my hair up as well yeah so absolutely i've really stuck with that ever since actually i oh. love some balayage <laughs> yeah balayage is wonderful oh it's wonderful, so wonderful it's the grow out look without the grow out but if you have the grow out it's still a good look right <laughs> so uh great points and you are so right when you go to pinterest it mainly all you know when i pin them it's a, it's blondes you're so right yeah yeah, it's crazy. Oh, we are talking all about hair. In fact, the top 10 wedding hair tips from the wonderful Jen from somethingturquoise.com. There'll be more after this. We are talking all wet. We know this already. Wedding hair. So many good tips. Jen is a former hairstylist. She's retired. It's like diehard. She's the <laughs> Bruce Willis in a much more attractive, but she had one week before retirement. And she's now one year out of uh, being a full-time wedding blogger. It's very good. Very exciting. Thank you so much. She's retired the chair, but she's still got the knowledge. Number three. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If you are getting married outside, you have to have an outside hair plan. Mm. Okay. So I talked about this um, in an article just a couple weeks ago about beach wedding hair. But um, if you are getting married outside, you really want to think about – the weather conditions. Yes. So if you're going to be, um, let's say, on a beautiful cliff in the mountains or in a gorgeous field or on the beach, those are all very different um, locations that will do different things to your hair. So the beach, for one, is terrible. I love the beach. I live at the beach. It's my life. But having, you know, your beautiful hair, wedding hair, standing on the beach, it's... Um, it's a terrible combination. <laughs> so if you are concerned at all about where you're getting married outside, my biggest tip is to actually go there during the time of your wedding and experience what the atmosphere is going to do to your hair. And really, this is a little bit more for the beach deal. But um, mountains, uh, any places that, that are windy, yeah. kind of same thing. So if you go onto the beach and right where you're getting married, I'm talking like the exact same spot. If you know you're wearing your hair up, maybe tie it up real quick. If you know you're wearing your hair down, just wear it down. Go stand on the beach or stand out in that field for that 20 minutes or however long you're going to be out there and just see what the atmosphere does to your hair. Some of us that have curly hair, the beach is going to wreck havoc, right? (laughs) If you have super fine hair, it also might wreck havoc. Yeah. So there are certain environments that are going to be <clears throat> great for your hair and really not great for your hair. But that's the best way that you can actually um, figure out if the outside is going to be a problem for your style. Um, yeah. What are veil weights? Veil weights. Yeah. 
So if you um, have a really long veil that you're going to wear, or I, let me let me rephrase. If you are going to have a uh, like a fingertip length veil, or even a, a bra length veil, um, if where you're getting married outside is windy, that veil is going to pick right up and blow all over the place. Oh, of course. So there's a, there's these cute little things called veil weights, and they're you can get them sparkly. Some have pearls on them, and they're literally little magnets that you put around the whole bottom of your veil to just hold it down. Clever. So if you're getting married in a church or in, inside a beautiful venue, this is not an issue whatsoever at all. Sure. But if you're outside and you think that there could be a little wind, your veil's going to pick up and blow into your maid of honor's hair, blow into your efficient face. Um, so uh, that, that's, again, it's just kind of like a wind <laughs> issue. <laughs> so, you, um, you don't want the veil to be part of a, a hilarious YouTube compilation of, right. you know, or the next, ups. the next internet meme. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, if you, if wind is going to be a situation, um, you can put maybe five or six of these tiny little weights on the bottom. Nobody ever knows. They don't, like, pull it so heavy that it looks weird. Um, and like I said, they have some pearl ones and some sequin ones, and you just kind of put them along the edge, and they just hold it down just enough that it's not, you know, getting wild in the wind. I love that idea, and somewhere out there is a veil weight millionaire, I'm sure. So I came up with this idea. I'm going to make sure the veils don't fly around. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four, my lovely Jen. Okay. So this kind of goes back to the stylist and making a plan and everything. Um, and like you said, some uh, for me personally, some brides came to me just for their just for their wedding hair because they heard about my talents, mm -hmm. and um, some were my my longtime clients. But either way, you want to do a trial run with your stylist. Yeah, this is a very important because you could see this picture on Pinterest or in a magazine and think, oh gosh, that's it. That's what I have to have. You do your hair, you either don't like the color, don't like how it looks on your face, um, it might not work with your accessories, or the accessories that you buy dictate your hairstyle. Yeah. So you just really want to do a trial run, and what um, what's kind of fun sometimes, sometimes, if you can plan it out, to get your hair trial done in the morning... Then potentially go see your makeup artist, get that all worked out, do a little trial there, and then go over for your dress fitting. Oh, so you see it all in one yeah. package. Just so that you can really get that picture of yourself to see if you're happy because, you know, you want to be happy. That's a great idea. And also, as you said, if you get there and you put the dress on and you realize that having your hair down just doesn't really work or having it all up is not what you want, you've got time to then change it. Because I'm sure as you wouldn't want as a hairstylist to have a bride go, oh, let's try a different style on the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most of the time, you know, you work out this perfect timeline and uh, you want to make sure that you can hit everyone and get everything finished. So... Yeah, you don't want to be switching things up on the wedding day. Has that happened to you? Um, it hasn't. 
you because I'm such a planner yeah. and I, all of these tips I tell every, I would tell every single one of my brides. And so I actually had quite a few girls that would do what I just said, you know, come in, they'd get their hair done, they'd get their makeup done and they'd go for their dress fitting. They'd bring their maid of honor, mom, just kind of get some feedback. And, um, yeah. So, um, I had, I had a lot of girls actually, you know, come back for different looks, mm. but not on their wedding day. Yeah. So they've, they've decided they want to have another crack at a different style yep. and they've come to yep. see, but they're not making that decision two hours before they walk down the Absolutely. aisle. Yeah. And then I had one girl, I did it three times just to make sure, cause she was a little bit on the, you know, OCD side. So we did it three times. <laughs> First time, you know, she forgets her veil. Okay. That's fine. Uh, you know, second time she had her makeup done. Third time she brought her veil. She was happy with what we did. Okay, we did it three times. I know you could do it on, your, on our wedding, my wedding day. <laughs> totally fine with me. I would rather have a happy bride than a, a different kind out of one. bride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were very, very nice then. I was going to a crazy bride. You don't want that. <laughs> hey, so number five, I think you've sort of mentioned this already. I this is, I did, yeah. But, but I like, let's, let's, re, let's bring it home, though. You did mention that you, it is important to bring along your accessories to the trial. Uh, Yep, just bring your veil, your earrings, um, your hairpiece, any whatever you have, um, just to make sure that you can uh, see those pieces uh, on you with your style and everything to achieve that uh, that full look, for so that you can envision yourself the way you'll look on your wedding day. Well, it's good to have a play. I'm sure as a stylist and also being able to see how to play with uh, various clips and bits and pieces to make sure that they will actually attach to someone's head is important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you buy this beautiful clip and it just doesn't work. Yeah. I've actually had to uh, take apart, glue, fix uh, hair hair um, things on on the day. Gee, see, they're lucky that you're the DIY queen because otherwise <laughs> yes, they'd be stuck. Exactly. Oh, so this is why it's great to have you on the show. There is so much to talk about. We have only reached number five, and I think what we're going to do is come back next episode. Jen, how do you feel about that? I feel great. It's just wedding hair is so important. It's so important, and there's so much to learn, and you are so knowledgeable. I feel like rushing this would be a shame. So... Part two will be next Monday on the podcast and uh, you must tune in because the top 10, we're doing the top 10 wedding hair tips. The uh, five to 10 are pretty important. So, uh, or six to 10 must I say. So come back next week. Jen, if people want to get in touch with you in the time being, where should they go? Twitter, Instagram, uh, something underscore turquoise or some underscore turquoise. Fantastic. Follow her on all the social medias. You're very good with all the social medias. <laughs> social media is so fun. Oh my God. So it's, she's such a Cali girl. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jen, we will be back next episode with uh, six to 10 of the wedding hair. Don't miss it. Until then, happy wedding hair planning and happy wedding planning in general. Wonderful. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.